0: I said earlier, the essence of planting and growing new, church, new churches is to create opportunities to extend the kingdom of God to our neighborhood, both near and far, through the church. And it is a worldwide effort, and one of the platforms by which an individual or a group of people can partner with God for mission. Church planting, church growth is one of the platforms by which an individual or a group of people can partner with God for mission. But one thing I've come to discover about God is that in every generation, as he makes that declaration that is in need of mission partners, he, he always gets partners. So if I say, no, I don't have time for you, God will surely get another that person. That's one thing that I know about God. If I turn my back, I mean, against him, he will surely see someone that will turn to him. And do you know that it's a privilege to be in partnership with God? There are some companies in Nigeria today if you want to be a partner there, they will not even allow you because you, don't, you are not up to the caliber of person they want. But for God of heaven and earth, he allows whoever wants to come to him to partner with him in his business. He doesn't consider your age. He doesn't consider your size. What is important to him is that you have a relationship with him. You are qualified. From Isaiah chapter 6, that we just read, I want us to look at factors that are responsible for Isaiah's determination to partner with God for mission. As I told us earlier, that right from the fall of man, God has always been looking for individuals or individuals that will partner with Him to execute His counsel on head. And as you go through the pages of the scriptures, you will see. From one generation to another generation, individuals that volunteer their life, their time, their resources for the work of God. Till Christ came, and after Christ came, you still see, up to Revelation, volunteers, those who chose to partner with God. So what are the factors? that made it possible for Isaiah to partner with God, that made him to determine to partner with God. Number one, Isaiah had a genuine personal encounter with God. A genuine personal encounter with God. From verses 1 to 5 of that chapter 6, the Bible says in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated upon the throne. I lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Isaiah personally saw the Lord. Not that somebody showed him the Lord. He had a personal encounter. Said, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. I lifted He was able to see God as. An exalted God. A God without any equal. A God that cannot be compared with any other person, both in heaven and on earth. He saw his beauty. He saw his glory. He saw his power. Say, above him stood the seraphim, each has six wings, with two he covered his face, With two, he covered his feet. With two, he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole head is full of his glory. I pray that someone will see the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. So when a man sees the Lord, your orientation about God, about life, changes, changes. You won't need more preaching. You see, sometimes when you preach and, preach and preach and preach and it appears as if that preaching, that someone knocked nothing out of someone's life, it's a result of the fact that such an individual has never encountered God. Just one time encounter is enough to turn someone's understanding around. Somebody, would, if Somebody would tell me many, many years ago that somebody like me we, we volunteer to go to Mr. Feed. I will tell the person that you are daydreaming. That one is fantasy. It can, it can never be possible. But after an encounter with the Lord, we came to a point that my life belongs to you. Whatever you want to do with it, do with it. Do with it. But I need to tell you that our God is not a reckless God. He takes care of his own. Even when he sends you to the jungle, he takes care of his own. So Isaiah saw the glory of God, he saw the holiness of God, and was able to discover that, hey, this is God to whom I belong. Oh, had I known or seen him this way before now, probably my way of relating with him and handling his thing will have been different. Verse 4. And the foundation of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called and the house was filled with smoke and I said, woe is me for I'm lost for I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the king the Lord of hosts. When a man sees the Lord, you have a personal self-assessment. You assess yourself, you judge yourself. And you be so sincere with yourself. Do that sometimes we like to ourselves, And when I see that in people, I say, why do you hate yourself? Why can't you be sincere to yourself? Why pretending what you are not? Even over that others are deceiving you, you must you deceive yourself? I don't know what I've told us there before I gave my life to Christ, because I was eloquent. They asked me to come and judge in the school I'm mean, teaching. And I told them, say, because you see me, be a gentle boy in the church, all of that. I've never not known Christ. I know the kind of people that are supposed to do this thing. I'm not born again. And I'm not ready now. The man looked at me like this. Ah, what kind of woman is this one? That time I was a school teacher, and he thought that because I could teach in school, I can only come to church and, and come and teach with carnality. After I've taken my Kaika in the weekdays and come and be teaching on Sunday, I told him, if you want to deceive me, I won't deceive myself. I'm not born again. I'm not qualified to do that kind of work. Isaiah had an encounter that made him to see the kind of God that he had business with. And from that point, everything about him changed. That is a God that can do so many things without anybody if he chooses to. This is a God that if he chooses to abandon me and look for other other persons to use, he has the capacity to do that. Full of power, full of glory, full of grace. So, if he considers me to be a partner with him, is a very high privilege. So, a genuine personal encounter with God, and if there is anything. A Christian or a churchgoer should be asking for every day or longing for every day. Should be an encounter with him. Father, let me have an encounter with you. I've been hearing so much about you. Pastor has told me much about you. I've heard so much about you. I've read so much about you. But I want to see you. I want to have a direct, direct contact. Encounter. Number two, he had a convinced personal conversation with God. He had a personal conversation with God, and he was so convinced. In that verse eight, the Bible says, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? who will go for us. He personally had the Lord. Not that someone told him that God is in need of you. You see, one of the problems of the church today, why you have all kind of big pastors and underperforming pastors, is because there are some that were called by people, not by God. Somebody just woke up and said, this boy, you are so smart. They are very... I mean, you are very fascinated in in teaching the word of God. Go and get seminary form. I'll be responsible for your school fees. And when such a person become pastor, the grace to do the work is not there. Because you have not been called by the owner of the job. The grace to do so many other things are not there. But if you had God personally, you receive call from God personally. You have conversation with Him. There is no territory He sent you to that you will not be ready to go. No territory. You will be so bold. You will be so courageous. Even if He has to leave the church and go on internal ministry, which is very risky. But once you have heard from God that it is God, who, not an individual told me that go out, it is God. You see why it's difficult to bring money from some people's pocket in the church because they've not heard from God. Pastor Annekam, Padiwo. Until that voice becomes God's voice in your heart, if I speak to you tomorrow, that money will not bring it out. Hello? Even if that money is in your house, breathing. Mm, 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 look, looking for opportunity to go out, you will not bring it out. Until my voice become a voice of God in your heart. And that boils down boils down to the argument we were having in our meeting yesterday. You come and lead people in worship, you never pray. Nothing will enter. Nothing. But once an individual heard from the Lord, convinced that I've had a conversation from the Lord, and God said I should do this. Finish. He will not consider this he will not consider anything. The small building I left in Numaha, we built it after seven years that I got to the church. On that site, it was that terrible structure that was there before. That was just like the size of this altar. And even when a madman sees it, he not want to live there. It was as bad as that. I will struggle to build a bigger one, waiting for the convention to come and help us to review it. If they will come tomorrow. That was one of my anger with them. And I will not stop talking about it. I will declare please as a mission field, and you are not ready to do anything. And the mission field can, was counting ten years, more than ten years, nothing. Through begging, through all of that, I became beggar, became everything because of that church. And we put up that structure. Come around, come and help us to roof it. After roofing, go away. We struggle to do the remaining. They didn't come. After seven years, that small one that said was a bad structure, started caving in. And I told God, if this thing will cave in on us one day, and all of us we, then I'm going. If I don't get church, I'm going to my father's house. I go there meet my Amala. And that night, God spoke to me. He said, that small structure, pull it down. I'm going to give you another one. It will be for the children in the future. But it to be a sinning structure. And the next one year, I'm going to give you that. I had God clear. Very clear. And I woke my wife midnight. I said, this is what I had to and she said, one year. Ah, wait. And I said, I'm going to tell the church tomorrow. It was on Saturday night. I'm going to tell the church tomorrow. She looked at me like a strange man. She said, you will tell I said, I'm going to tell them. You know what? The, the terrible thing that can happen to a pastor is to tell people that something will happen. And it doesn't happen. So we prayed together. That night, she would sleep, she wake up and look at me like this. <laughs> and in the morning, I told the church, I said, this structure, you'd come around next Saturday, we'll begin pulling it down. I'll be rent ready, a ready canopy from the Catholic church beside us. We'll be worshiping on that canopy, but under on one year, another structure, we imagine They look at me like this. And to stir up their faith, I told the treasurer, I said, my salary for this month, go and buy uh, a load of sand and this number of blocks. So that Saturday, as we pull it down, we would dig foundation too, and run the foundation. I will stop there. Two weeks later, before that time, one of my boys in the church, a young person, youth, should be around probably 24, 25 at that time. Coming from a very, I mean, an averagely poor background. And he got one international job. When they were to interview him for that job, I was on leave, he called me and I prayed with him. I said, This job, I'm going to get it. And he got that job, contract job for two years. And after he got that job, he got that job just about two, about two weeks before. God spoke to me that we should put them. So, when I announced the church, the following week, he came around and he came to me in the office. He said, Daddy, God told me that he gave me this job because of this work. Because that time, his salary in a month was not less than 1.1 million. And he was surrounded by so many people that are supposed to help. He said, God is number one in this job. Ah. So every month for one year, he will send 500,000 to me. Every month. Every month. So out of about 7.5 million about we spent on the building, that time, 6 million came from him alone. And exactly, we started July... 2012, July, first week in July 2013. We finished it. You put the chair, put everything. Put this in my office, everything. You will see my office in the former building, you will cry for me. The boys that are smoking there, him, they will come to our church compound to come and do their smoking. So when I come to the office, I see them smoking at the at the frontage of the church like this. I will join them. After I, I chat with them, then I will now begin to I make them my friends, begin to preach to them. Because if you just I mean bombard them, they can they can answer you. And it's a lonely place. That time, that place was a lonely place at that time. That, time. So that was how God helped us. That now, if God has not spoken to this young man, who am I? And then within that period too, most of the young fellows in the church. With irresponsible parents here and there. He picked them up. Some of them put them on scholarship. Some of them, he asked them to go for training, Some of them to go for tiling training, Some of them to go for fashion design. At the end of the day, he bought equipment for all of them. He said, That is what God has said us to do with this job. And after two years, the job terminated. And he was at home for another one year. And he told me, He said, Daddy, the, 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 the surplus I have is what I'm spending now. And when it was 11 man, he told me, he said, I'm going to finish everything I have. And I said, my son, what have you personally achieved for yourself from this job? He said, nothing. Because God said that job is for him. Ah, where do you get his feet? He said, nothing. And then when it was about a year, no other job. I told my wife one day, I said, am I not in trouble now? Prime Minister of Mulakidini. That is why I was not get another job. But each time I ask him, how about, daddy, I'm a sabbatical. When it remains, probably when it remains 1,000 with me, another job will come. And the month that the money will have finished in his hand, they call him from NLNG. Most of us who are in all our gas, you know, Nigeria, natural, Nigeria, gas or whatever. They invited him for an interview, they needed one person. And he invited fourteen. Four persons were called before him out of that 14. When he came to his tomb, they looked at him and said, go and tell others outside that he going back home. That the four that came before you, are going to send message to them now that uh, We are very sorry. We don't need them. Get out the, the outside. We don't want to wait Let them go. Are you ready to work with us? He said, yes. The salary is here today. Because everything about him, I know. It's up to times four of my own, of my salary. That's why I said that those who invest in the things of God, they can never be stranded. That one was a clear, God used it to teach me a practical lesson. Before he married, it was about five years after. If I had to be somebody that God had not spoken to, he would go and buy one big car, build one big house, Maybe in their village, and a few months later they will kill him and we go and bury him there. Because that was a that was a common practice over there. Once you have money and you misbehave like this, you find yourself in the grave. So Isaiah was so he had a a, a convinced personal conversation with God, and that made it easy for him to partner with God. Lastly, number three, he had a deliberate personal desire. To volunteer self. Verse 8 again. It says, Then I said, Here I am. Send me. Verse 11. Then I said, How long, O Lord? And that is a, that was another question. How long, O Lord? That is assignment you are giving to me. How long do you want me to continue with it? Is it for a lifetime or for now? And God gave him an indefinite answer. He said, auntie, you see this and this and this and this happen. Your assignment is not over. Your assignment is not over. A friend told me recently, he said that he has one man in his church. He used to give him 2000 every month. He has committed himself to that 2000 every month. The day the man had that he had a child in Bowen University, the man stopped. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I told him, I said, why he was giving you the money? He was not giving you because God wanted him to be giving you. It was giving you out of pity. The apostle saw so you. know. That was given you out of pity. Hallelujah. God is in need of volunteers who volunteer their person. Your time, your physical presence. Sometimes you may not have the money. You may not have the building. You may not have landed property you can donate. But your time, whenever they say, Oh, we are going out for this you are ready. You are there. God is in need of volunteers who will volunteer their prayer, their intercession. That is the story of a man God appeared to him and God told him, I want you to travel to a mission field on your knee. And the man couldn't understand. He said, How will I travel on my knee to a mission field? God said, be on your knee. Choose certain minutes, certain hours of the day to intercede for that mission field. Be on your knee. I will go there for you and do that which your prayer is supposed to do. And the man made it I made an assignment that I will always travel on my knee to certain mission fields. That once I need and pray You don't have money to send to a missionary that is, I mean, going hungry with his family in the mission field. But your prayer can go there and move God to do something. God is looking for volunteers who volunteer their possessions, volunteer their money, their properties, their influence. There are people that don't have time to go. That is all the truth. Their job will not allow them to go. No space, no breathing space. But their money can go. Their influence can go. Their properties can go. Sometimes we have some of our missionaries that uh, or pastors when they relocate like that. Their wife will have to resign job. And you had hardship plus hardship. she is power too. And we are We have individuals who have influence who could say, "Oh, that state, I have a friend there. Just let, let, let me connect that woman to that my friend. I know that something will be done." When I was minister of I, I, I saw that happen through certain individuals. Say, "This state, oh, I have a friend there. Oh, I know a politician there. It's a friend, and they will connect." help that is what you will offer may not be able to offer cash, but your influence but there are people that have the influence they will pocket their money pocket their life pocket their influence as if when they get to the grief the thing will be opened up for them in heaven across the pages of the bible we have a long list of those who in their lifetime choose to volunteer their lives and resources for the service and the expansion of God's kingdom on earth. And even in our contemporary times, even have a long list of individuals who have and those who are still sacrificing their lives, resources, their pleasure, their heart for the expansion of God's kingdom on earth. Up to now and all over the world, even in this nation, we still have individuals or group of people who single handedly buy landed property for church building? We have individuals who personally build a church auditorium or a personage. Individuals who personally buy cars for pastors, for missionaries in the field. Individuals who single-heartedly sponsor pastors, missionary students in schools. Individuals who personally build retirement houses for missionaries. Individuals who send relief packages to their pastors, to their missionaries, and individuals who put their pastors and missionaries into their monthly budgets. We have those individuals who do all they believe they have the capacity to do to help the work of God. to today, people still volunteer their landed property for George. Somebody have just about four plots of land and give one to church somewhere. And you have about twelve. And every day you hear, it doesn't move you. The day won't die, just his fit now. Just his fit. Sometimes people that does not know how you gather money, how you struggle to buy those things that they want to be fighting over it. Now, if only you'll be able to see them from heaven, you will shake your head and say, oh, I was a fool. When I was on head, how come that I allowed this to happen behind me? Up to today, we have individuals. We will singularly build. If you have money to build for your child, what stops you from building for church? We have people that they have four children and they buy, they build house for each of them. And they give them as gifts on their wedding day. But if church is shouting for help, shouting for help. At the end of the day, they give fifty thousand naira. What kind of money are you? Up to today, we have people who will say, "Okay, give me the list of that that missionary student in Kotonu in those so place. Give me the list. What is the school fees? Every year we pay for that. Do you know that our missionaries that their children couldn't follow them to mission feed? because where their parents are, there is no school there." And because of the work of God, you have to separate your family. They only see during holidays. I have friends Mister, that their students stay in Bada with another, another friends among my classmates. That those students stay there for primary school, secondary school, because their parents are in African countries. And it will take them a long time before they can learn French and then survive. So they have to keep them in Nigeria and they are there. Up to today, we have members of the church who volunteer, who buy cars for pastors, who buy whatever for them. How you keep about 10 cars in your house, and your pastor is getting a kadaran, and you are not ashamed of yourself. Ah! I can't be such a church member. He's talking about five, four, six cars. And I don't ride more than one. And I pastor is riding no About Jubalabi while he was alive, told us the story. He said the first car he bought. The judge bought for him. 504, Eleven thousand naira. Said it was a Muslim that insulted his judge member. His judge member was a guy in Sugar Company at that time. And one day they fought in the office. And that one happened to be a, a subordinate to a church member. And that one happened to be a Muslim. And then that one looked at his face. And I, I said in my heart, it was God that put it to his mouth. I said, You this foolish man, you are wicked at work, you are wicked in the church. Are <laughs> I mean, not the one that to pay your pastor's fear? I mean, Anytime we take taxes to go together, you have this number of cars riding around. And your pastor will be taking taxi. And anytime we enter taxi, we, we pay for him. We are wicked in the office. We are wicked in the church. Useless man. The man could not sleep again. <laughs> he came back to church and became angry. And all that do you have to be angry? Are you not one of the supposed persons in the church? Are you not the one, one of those who say we will not do it? We will, we will not do that. Thank God that God gave you give it to you from outside. That was how they determined the that very Sunday they got, started putting money, the first of all they got six thousand and they went to Kumosha. When Alata had the Motup company at that time, they deposited six thousand. They keep a car for us. After about two months, they brought 11, the remaining five thousand and carried the car. That's why my body refused to sell that car till That car is still there. He told it to a museum. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. The Lord will help us. <laughs> Up to today, we have people who are doing exploits for the, for the Lord. Those who know that, oh, I don't have the time, but I have the resources. And these resources, I won't go to the grave with them. And unfortunately for us, none of us know the day you are going to say bye-bye to this one. None of us know. It can come to anybody at any time. Where are you now? hoarding? Hording. Hording. Day. Let me speak to those of us who are accountants. Be careful. Don't let your accountancy take you to hell. Sometimes they become so stingy to themselves. I mean, to themselves, to eat good food is a problem, to buy good clothes is a problem. That long powerful. Ah! Oh! Life is sweet though. If I get money, I'm going to enjoy my life. Very, very well, because I will not come this way twice. And this only one. The world will know that someone don't come and pass through here. I don't have money. But even with that, you are there. The Lord will help us. Let me stop with, with this story. A one-legged, one-legged school teacher, his name is uh, George Scott, from Scotland. Sometimes he go, came to Uson Taylor to offer himself for mission service in China. He came, he went to, 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 to Taylor that, well, let's say, can you, that I want to go to mission field in China. That was the time that China was open for mission arrived right from Scotland. Then Taylor the Lord looked at him and asked, he said, with only one leg, why do you think of going as a missionary? With only one leg, to China. And your said, I do not see those with two legs going. That is why I want to go. And because of that statement, he was eventually admitted to the mission field. That when he appeared before, he like said, I said, oh God, Will you enroll me to be among people that can go to China as missionary? And that one assessing him from head to toe. He With this one leg, do you know what Mr. Fit means? And he looked back and he said, I look around. I couldn't see those with two less going. And that is why I want to go. Let me tell you, if as individuals, we are not ready to do the bidding of God, God will raise people that are lesser than us. That's what about God. Whatever He has determined to do, except He changes mind. Whatever He has determined to do, he will surely get individuals that will do it. I want I don't pray for in my life is that if God moves my heart to do something, and I refuse to do it, and tomorrow I see it done by another person, that sorrow can kill me. Now, what God moved my heart to do? And I Have capacity to do, and I turn my back against God. And tomorrow I see another person doing it. The sorrow can kill me because each time I see the thing, sorrow will give me that. See the opportunity that was given to you because you turn it down that's been given to another man. We've heard from our two churches. Anytime God moves your heart, anytime God help you to have something you want to send across, and once you see me, to get to them. By the grace of God, we desire to have done more than that. But out of the mega resources of the church, which is known to almost all of us, we have been able to do the little we have been able to do. The time we bought the landed property for Baiko, we bought that land for, I think, 1.85 or thereabout. it was just 600,000 who were able to move from church bus out of the money that we got during one harvest for that year. That was two years ago. It was few individuals, probably about four or five persons that volunteers and an outsider that gave us the highest. Somebody who doesn't stay here with us to hear the word of God, to receive the grace here, give us 500000 But God used those who are here to speak to those ones to bring that money. If not, that land wouldn't have been able to buy it. The money we used to lay the foundation, 500,000 naira, we could not go anywhere because of the cost of building materials now. was what we got from the annual Thanksgiving last year. But by the grace of God, very soon, that building will be completed. You see, it's something lamentable. You see, rain coming and you are praying to stop praying. And you are praying for your life. It's not a good experience. So, every time you are worshiping here, always remember there is a church under open heaven. Hallelujah. Let us pray to the Lord. I want you to talk to the Lord. Father, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me to make a decision for you. On the matter before us, I surrender all. I surrender all. all to Jesus, bless the Savior. I surrender. I want you to tell the Lord Father, help me to be a faithful steward a virtual volunteer for the kingdom expansion, for the kingdom growth. Make me one of the volunteers of our time. Volunteering my time, my person, volunteering my, 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 my resources, my money, my properties. If somebody wake up tomorrow and say, oh, I have about three buildings in this estate, can you take this one, it's not too big. it's not too big. Ask the Lord to help you to sow a seed that will have eternal consequence. that after you have transited from here to the glory, you will look back and you'll be excited for what you have been able to do while you are on head. Father, help me to lay my treasure in heaven, to lay my treasure where it matters, where mold and thieves cannot enter. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. So I'm praying. I want you to be making a decision in your heart. I will not ask anybody to raise up his mind. Just make a decision in your heart. Henceforth in this area, in this area you can make a decision that every month I'll be committing this amount of money to so, so, so. There are people that every month they must give something to their pastor. There are people that every month they have missionary the same money to. Some is yearly. Some they have something big they have in mind. And if only God will give me the opportunity, this is what I want to do. Sometimes ago, one of my uncle told me, "He said I want to, to buy two landed property somewhere in Agumansho. I know that in the future, church will emerge there. So any church that emerge around that area, I will give them that land." Ah, kingdom-mindedness. An area where people are just locating to say, yes, that area will develop in the future. Now I, I bought two landed of, two proper, I mean plot of land there. Waiting for the time that a church will emerge there. They will not need to struggle. I will just donate the land to them. Lord help me to be kingdom mandated in my expenses, in my spending. Help me Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Eternal Father, thank you for the way you've spoken to us this morning. You've esrayed before us the life and the commitment of Isaiah. Out of the encounter he had with you, he decided to be a partner with you in measure. You raise people like Moses, people like Joshua, people like Moses, the early apostles. They volunteer so much. They volunteer their their pleasure, their joy, their comfort. Everything they volunteer in order to make everyone happy. Oh God of heaven, we are praying today that such grace that you give to those people, the kind of grace you you gave to them that made them to find it comfortable to partner with you with all the grace you have given to them. Father, release that grace into our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we don't want to leave this world when our time we come and be biting finger at the other side. We don't want to leave this world when our time we come and be shaking our head in sorrow at the other side. We don't want to leave this world when our time we come and see ourselves live a wasted life at the other side. We We don't want to leave this world when the time shall come, and begin to regret the life that we lived here. But Lord, we pray that you grant us grace to always partner with you. Live our lives according to your bidding, according to your will. Manage our resources according to your will. Help us so to do in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray for our churches, Ba-a-ku. Glorious Baptist Church, Ba-a-ku. New Glory Baptist Church, yes, Yota. We ask that your help will come in the name of Jesus Christ. Beyond that which this local church can do for you, heaven will remember you, heaven will visit you, it will send divine helpers to you in the name of Jesus Christ. The purpose for which God planted. These two churches in those communities, we pray it shall come to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. Your season of growth has come in the name of Jesus Christ. God of harvest, we bring bountiful harvest unto you in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that every project ahead of you, God Himself will send the financiers in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord will uphold the congregations. will sustain you. There shall be no loss among you in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray for the pastors and all those who are in leadership with them. We ask that God will continue to help you to work in unity in the name of Jesus Christ. There shall not be traitor among you in the name of Jesus Christ. Through you exploits shall be done in the name of Jesus and I pray for you and your families that the Lord will continue to bless you. For making each sacrifice for the growth of this church even when as a church we can't even pay you away. We can't pay what you're supposed to pay but yet you are doing your best. We pray for you that God himself will continue to make up for you. You will never lack anything good in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. For the sake of your sacrifice the Lord will raise your children. He will raise them beyond your dream. In the name of Jesus Christ. Their life will never be wrecked because their parents are ministers. In the name of Jesus Christ. When you look for help, left and right, front and back, and refuse to come, help will come from above for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' name, we are praying. As we sing the last hymn, we would like to take a mission offering, and I want us to give something meaningful. The Lord bless you.